0: This is the BBC.
1: This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds, music, radio, podcasts.
0: Hello. I felt all right,
2: mate. How's your Monday morning? It's all right. Was it? You don't sound very sprite Bit,
0: bit tired. <laughs> it was a long
2: week. Was that a long test? It, it was
0: a long test, Mike, When it? Exactly. With all that rain delays and pressure and everything, excitement. and always long test, mate, so I'm a little bit weary this morning. First day juice does no one any favours. No, it doesn't. It doesn't it should, indeed. It should be barred. I know, I know. So I I know. Why do we play all the overs out? Well, on day five. Well, no, yeah, yeah. why don't we play them out on the first days? As you said earlier, you know, I mean, they don't bother playing all the overs on the first couple of days. days. One,
2: two, three, and four, are they?
0: No,
3: rubbish about
2: that. Four, they want to get (laughs) six thirty finished so everyone can get to the pub. Yes, (laughs) well, not a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) correct. Keep it that way. That's what I say. Um, Anyway, should we get Ellie involved? Yes, why not? I wonder mate. if she's as tired as we are.
0: Well.
1: This is Five Life Sports.
0: Tuffers and Vaughan's Cricket Show.
1: Well, what a match at Lord's. What a debut from Jofra Archer, Philip Tuftel. Can you remember anyone having an impact quite like that?
0: Uh, Well, I suppose it's got to be someone like Kevin Peterson. I mean, the intent he showed, the way he grabbed the game by the scuff of the neck and and just said, this is my stage. He was absolutely box office.
1: Well, Michael Vaughan, it was a draw, but has the momentum swung just a bit back towards England?
0: Well, yeah, I think it's more than a
2: bit. I think that spell on Saturday afternoon, Archer versus Smith, it it seems to have changed the whole momentum of this year's Ashes. Then I woke up this morning and I realised the Aussies were still 1-0
1: up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk England, we'll talk Archer we'll talk concussion in cricket after Steve Smith sat out the last day of the Lords Test, we'll also look ahead to the Headingley Test, which starts on Thursday Toffers and Vaughn's Cricket Show on 5 Live well let's start with Joffra Archer I tell you what guys, you think of Shane Warne's Ball of the Century don't you, you think of people who've made an impact, but I can't remember anybody who's had an impact, not just on their Ashes debut, but on their Test debut like that
4: well,
2: absolutely right, Ellie. I mean, the pace, the skill, the, the calmness, the coolness. He just looks like he's playing just another game of cricket. This is an Ashes series. This is his debut. He's at the home of cricket. He's taken the new ball. He's got the ball moving either way. He's bowled from either end, and then he's got the ball in his hand on Saturday afternoon when Australia's starting to get on top and dominate, particularly Steve Smith. He gets whacked through extra cover by Steve Smith, like a Caribbean-esque shot. And he went, ah, uh he ain't doing that to me. And he just suddenly produced a spell. I think that's going to be talked about for many, many years. England, you know, and Joe Root particularly the captain, have found, has found a bowler that will be held to cause chaos in all
0: conditions around the world. Yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, edgy seat stuff, wasn't it? I mean, usually uh, the bar's empty, which is quite difficult uh, when a batsman comes out, uh, don't they? But uh, when he had the ball in his hand, everyone was just glued on that field. uh, They couldn't take their eyes off it. It was something special. I haven't seen that for about 30 odd years, 20 years, I reckon.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, after lunch on Saturday, when people are maybe having a little bit of a snooze, they're coming back, coming back <laughs> rather late from their lunch. Yes. Suddenly, yes. straight after the lunch interval, you couldn't take your eyes off it for a moment.
0: No, I mean, it was, ju- and it's just pace. It's just pace and the way he delivers the ball. He has a funny knack, Mike, doesn't he, of, of being able to um, sort of like uh, uh, hit people, I'm afraid. I've, I've said it. There you go. He has that knack of putting sort of fear into a batsman because they can't seem to get out of the way of his short-pitch ball. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not easy having a technique against that, that kind of pace. and back. It's a steep bounce
2: that he gets. And, and also, he gives you no cues as a as a batsman of, of how quick it's really going to be. So he goes from around 88 miles an hour to 94 miles an hour. And people thought, oh, six miles an hour. It's not a lot. Well, it is. Let me tell you, from 88 to 94, that is a huge jump. And he just ambles in, and he's got that beautiful kind of uh, rhythmical action and, and just releases the ball. It's almost like a flick of the wrist, Phil, isn't it? Like it just flicks yeah. the wrist, and, and down it comes. And, you know, it's that... You know the the full ball is kind of exactly the same kind of action and release as the short ball. It, 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 it's so surprising when he suddenly kind of just drops the wrist a little bit, um, probably early, and uh, and down goes that bouncer. Um, techniques uh, will be questioned over the next three Test matches. You know you, you're looking at a bowler here that will cause chaos around many dress rooms around the world not just this Australian one and you know as a batsman what you have to do is you have to work out in, in particularly after this week where he's bowled so many overs starting again on Thursday Australia have to go you know what all right you don't want to go into your shell and say just see him off in every spell but he can't bowl the same amount of overs it, it, it'll, it'll snap in half I mean he's bowled 22 more overs this week than Chris Wokes there's no way that can happen again In a Uh, back-to-back test match. So if I was Australia, I'd just say, right, try and wear him down. Uh, Don't get into a battle with him. You know, I think he's the kind of bowler that you don't really need to get into a battle. That that kind of shot that Steve Smith played just revved him up a little bit. Uh, And just manoeuvre the pace, you know, if you can get... Off strike, that's always a good way to play him down the other end. Um, it, it looks to me like playing the pull shot and the hook shot is almost impossible to play because you're not too sure how steep it's going to bounce. You're not too sure how quick. The one shot I would potentially, as an aggressor, would try and uh, bring to my, my game would be that, you know, that kind of ramp over the slips, just using the bounce. You know, that is one kind of positive shot that you could use, but. You know, he's a terrific bowler, very, very difficult to face. You've just got to try and count the balls down. You know, pretty much your of five, maybe six over spell, that's 36 balls. You've got to see him off, get down the other end, and as he gets into his kind of second, third, and fourth spells, tickling a back
0: to back game, you know, I'm sure you'll get a few more loose deliveries. Yeah, he, he just has that ability to slip one onto you with, from nowhere. I mean, he really did just sort of go through the gears at Lord's. And uh, yeah, that steep bounce, high delivery, sort of high fingers as well, right at the top of the delivery, Mike, as you said. And that sort of wrist snap. You've got long it, fingers, haven't they? Long
2: fingers. Yeah. <laughs> it sort
0: of, yeah, it sort of appears, it, it kind of like just kicks up at you from nowhere. And uh, yeah, very, very awkward to play. Also, very, very impressed with his skill. I like the way he bowled a few little slower balls as well through a couple of couple of knuckle balls in there as well so Mm -hmm. he's bringing some of that sort of like one day skill and 2020 skill to test match cricket as well
2: you you say i mean i I agreed you know when you said oh you know kevin peterson was probably the last debutant yeah kind of created that kind of uh i guess the headlines Uh, i don't remember in my time playing and watching england cricket maybe beefy on a couple of occasions and freddie when he got the ball in hand, but I don't yeah. remember a bowl having such an impact on a ground. I don't remember no. being at a no. ground on, on Saturday afternoon and the whole ground. You could, I was out the back and you could just hear everyone get back in that stadium, get back yeah. in and watch this kid bowl. I've had yeah. it, you know, when for used to whack it to all parts Freddie Flint off uh, Kevin Peterson, um, you know, rush back in
0: out the bars to make sure you see them get a 50 or 100, but I don't think I've ever seen it for an England bowler, have you? No, I don't think so, and it just comes down to—I mean, obviously, ability and skill, as we've said—but it just comes down to that everyone likes seeing quick bowling. Everyone well, well, likes everyone. to see. Well, My no, daughter. not the batsman. No, <laughs> I, I certainly didn't like quick bowling, as for sure. But it's just—I just, I just remind
1: you—tough as, <laughs> as you used to with Curtly Ambrose during the World Cup.
0: Well, there you go. I'm still I mean, quaking. it's just that. Yes, it, it's just that sort of like fear factor. And that excitement that fast bowling just generates—I mean, it's mm. just—it's it, wonderful to see. Nothing better than see. I mean, we had Mitchell Johnson with us on TMS. I can remember watching Mitchell Johnson coming steaming in. I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's wonderful cricket. That's the last time I saw Mitchell Johnson's spell in Brisbane. I think it was 2013
2: uh, on one evening when England were under yeah. a bit of uh, under the cosh, and he, he he ran in, and the crowd were going nuts, and that's the. Probably the last time I'd, I'd watched Test Match cricket, I thought, oh, this, this is dangerous in a way because yeah. it was so quick and it was so well di- directed. And there was like a, you know, a cauldron of Aussie fans baying for English blood. And and you felt that on Saturday afternoon. It, it, it yeah. was, you know, it, intimidating. That's what quick bowling's there for. You know, you've got to yeah. intimidate the batsman. And, you know, it's, it's allowed in the game. The one thing that Joe Root will have to be careful of is because he's that good. You know, I had it a little bit with Freddie Flintoff is that they can bowl in all conditions, you know, so yeah. he can bowl when it's seaming. he can bowl when it's swinging, when it's flat he can go to the rough stuff. You know, he'll get reverse swing as well. And it'll be as a captain that you, you're in every situation and you go, right, who's the best bowler for these conditions? Oh, it's Joffre. <laughs> I mean, yeah. who's the best, oh, it's Joffre. <laughs> and before you know it, you've kind of gone to Joffre too much. And, you know, he's a human being and he can't keep bowling the amount of overs like he bowled this week. So, you know, somewhere they're going to have to realise, you know, Chris Wokes is an outstanding bowler, Stuart Broad, Ben Stokes. There's so many bowlers that England have that, you know, Joel have to be very careful at Headley this week that he doesn't over-bowl Joffre Archer.
1: Can I ask you guys about the intimidation factor? Because you know we say you, you say, Michael, it's allowed in the game. It's it's a valid tactic. But when you see Steve Smith laid out flat, when you see Marnus Labuschagne getting one in the grill, first ball that he faced in Ashes cricket at Lords, does it sit okay with you? Some people don't like it.
2: Oh, I get I get those that don't like it. I'm afraid. El, oh, it's the game. You know, it's it's Test match, high level sport. It's uh, you know what, what what you kind of. kind of get brought up in in, in terms of a batsman you you know that if you play test cricket you're going to get it you know you're going to have to wear a few you're going to have to duck and weave you're going to have to have a technique that survives against quick bowling and you know at times you're going to get hurt it's it's batting at the highest level it's batting against a hard ball against quality um look Steve Smithington it was awful you know and the whole ground just went still Because of what happened to Philip Hughes a few years ago, uh, that was not nice. But I'm afraid it's just the game. It's the game that, you know, and Steve Smith will be the first to be saying today, you know, he'll be ready to go again if possible on Thursday. I don't know if he's going to have enough time to get over the concussion, but you know, he'll just understand it's the game. Minus I've never seen a, a batsman bounce up as quick from a bounce. So he, he got no. hit on the grill and he hit the floor and he bounced back up. He was like on a trampoline, bounced straight back to life. <laughs>
0: Listen, it, it was <laughs> remarkable, but it's just the game, isn't it, Phil? Yeah, no, it is. As you say, I'm so glad that, um, you know, Steve Smith is, is okay. Um, no one likes to see that, but I mean, you're talking about the intimidation. Um, that was Steve Smith, probably uh, the, the best batsman in the world at the moment. Along with Virat Kohli, and and you're talking about intimidation, well it's one mistake, and that's one mistake from Steve Smith, so you were talking about, you know, me and everything coming in down the order, can you imagine what we feel like, I mean we're not a million times the batsman that Steve Smith is, and if he's getting sort of like, you know, one lapse of concentration, one misjudgment, and something like that can happen, we you know, it's the fellas coming in who are absolutely petrified, because they're just thinking, well hold on a minute, we can't handle this, if Steve Smith gone, we can't.
2: Yeah, and I reckon that's why it's it's just changed the whole momentum of the series. Because yeah. th- th- no question, if if I was in an England dressing room and you know Kevin Peterson, for instance, who, who was the best batsman at the time, got peppered like that and hurt, yeah. you know, it would send shivers down the rest of the batting unit because you go, well, well if he's getting hit, what yeah. are we going to do? Yeah. You know, and I don't think Pat Cummins got enough credit actually. You know, Pat, oh, Pat Cummings well went right, out there as a number Great. eight, and because Steve he? got hit, you know, all the story was Archer versus Smith. I thought the story, in a way, was how this number 8 of Australia came out and faced that spell. You know, he faced as many balls, he was ducking and weaving, he was defending, he got forward to the full balls. I thought he
0: played it with, with, with great skill and great courage. Yeah, if anything, he just he chopped him away a couple of times down the third man for four, didn't he? But as you said, he was he was ducking and diving. He played very well. He stood it's, firm. I tell you what, fella, I won't want to face Joffre in the nets. Imagine! No, that. Well, I'd be horrible on I mean, those hard in the pitches the in the nets, all being closed, all oh. claustrophobic. Oh, it'd be oh. horrible. You, that should, find be, that. But Ellie, you that should be banned. <laughs> that that is intimidating, yeah. and that's beyond.
2: And anyone's pay grade yeah. facing Jofra Archer in the nets? Yeah. There's no you. need. There's no. <laughs> need. Yeah, that, that's Finally just the silly. Awesome. If you think Not you're being English batsman, if you think you're being tough as an English player I'll face, Jofra in the nets, you're just being completely stupid. <laughs> face the others. Will
1: you? We don't know obviously whether Steve Smith will play at Headingley, and we'll talk a bit more about Steve Smith in a minute as well. But will Jofra Archer, when they face each other again in this series, whenever it is, will Jofra Archer will have got inside his head?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just you know, it's just the next initial two or three over burst that Jofra um, is there for Steve Smith, in, and, and that's going to be the challenge. I mean, Steve Smith's such a great player that I'm, I'm sure if he ducks and weaves two or three early ones, he'll be fine. He'll just get over it. But he has to have some kind of trepidation the next time he goes out there to face Jofra Archer. Um, tactically, if, if I was England now uh, and Steve Smith's playing on Thursday, you know, he's going to be batting at number four. Wokes and Broad take the new ball try and just lost the the first two and as soon as Steve Smith walks out the bat the ball's thrown to Joffrey Arch and you say, Joffrey you've got six overs six overs to go again and you go completely aggressive on him you go, if you can get as close to body line as you can and this people will be probably shouting, you can't do that, that is exactly what I would do to Steve Smith I'd go aggressive, I'd be bowling short, sharp, short leg I'd have that field that they finish with and you try and challenge him, and that's the nature of high-level sport. He probably will be good enough to get over it because he's that good. But that's what I'd be doing if I was England. Get Broaden works with a new cherry. Try and get rid of two, and as soon as he walks out there, Joffre, there you go.
3: If
1: you were the Australian batting coach, what would you do for the rest of this week? I mean, you say, "Well, it's Monday. Test match starts on Thursday. Nobody's got any time to prepare for it, really, have they?" But but if you if you're if you're is it Graham Hick? Is he still as your batting coach? Yeah, um, he is. Great. What, yeah. what what. Yeah, what do you what do you do with with the, with your I,
0: players this week? I don't think I I think that they probably listen. We all saw the spell. We all realise he's bowling fast. It's it's plain to see. I don't think that they'll be sort of getting too worried about it though. Um, sort of in, in the back of their mind, they will be, but I don't think you know they'll be all walking around going, "Oh crikey, what are we going to do? Where's the chest pads? Where's the arm guards and everything?" Because then you sort of you you sort of you know building him up to this sort of level I think you've just got to sit. listen you know what's going to come you sit down you have a quiet word with the boys how are you going to play are you going to look to bob and weave are you going to look to take it on go out there with a plan and just try and put it into sort of practice don't you Mike?
2: Yeah well you also if you're looking at it he bowled over 40 overs we got 5 wickets so they've actually made him work quite hard to get yeah. those five wickets in terms of overs bowled, and they'll know back-to-back games. You can't bowl in 40 odd overs at Headingley. Nah. Um, it'll be just exactly the same. Like you talk to any bowler, try and wear them down, try and you know rotate the strike left and right and combinations, give him different you know angles to try and produce. Um, you know, and if you get a ball that you think you can hit, fully commit to it and try and strike it to the boundary. If you can get on top of him, you know, good luck by the way, because he doesn't look the kind of bowler that's going to be. Um, you know, easy to get on top of. But if you can, you know, you remember he's into his second Test match. He's, he's a you know young kid in Test match cricket. That you know he's not going to have glory days all the time. He's, no. he's going to struggle at some stage. And you know, Australia have got to have the mindset that if they can get through his first spell and, and, and make him work in that second and third, then get on top of him you know, really put the pressure on him. Everyone is expecting Joffrey now to bowl like he did on that Saturday, Saturday afternoon and anything Don't below that, that, people are going, oh, he's <laughs> tired or he's lost his yeah. rhythm or, you know, was that a one-off? So the pressure now is on Joffrey Archer because everyone watching and, and all of us commentating on it will expect that kind of bowling on a, on a regular basis.
1: Let me just ask you, Tuffers, what do England yeah. do if we get to Old Trafford and Jimmy Anderson is fit to play? Who do you drop?
0: Oh, crikey. oh well, that's I mean, a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mike, what are you, reckon? Um I um, not um, um, fit for Old Trafford, will he? No, I'm not quite sure. But listen, if, if Anderson is fit and rare raring to go, he got to play for me. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, when... when when Who when, um, are, uh, are you dropping then? Oh, I don't know, mate. Who are you dropping? I suppose it's going to have to be... Well is on form, isn't he? I mean Broadie's been bowling pretty well, hasn't he? Been all over um so you all over in, Dave Warner dropping
2: wokes. I don't know. <laughs> who are you, what are well, you, example, you dropping mate? Woke is twenty two in England.
0: Well go on the then, who are you dropping,
2: mate? I don't know can I mean, I don't think he's gonna be fit and I think England are gonna get <laughs> themselves in a position if, if, if you go into if you win at Headingley and play play nicely, I mean you'd just go again with the same team, wouldn't you? You know, you've got yourself back in the series with a performance that was a lot better at Lord's and you get a Henley and win, yeah. it's one all. I, I don't think you'd be tinkering with a team. You're certainly not going to risk someone coming do, into what, the side not gonna, that's not played a great deal of cricket. So I won't be, he's, he's not going to sit his named you, after him, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> Old <not> gonna, <laughs> <laughs> look, it, look, it, if, if they lose Henley, <laughs> of got, course <laughs> you can't. I don't think you need to gamble so much. I mean, Chris you've Wokes might need a breather by then, I guess. But, you know, you can't be playing someone who's got a niggle. He's got to have played a couple of weeks of cricket. If he's played two weeks of cricket by then, of course, Jimmy Anderson plays. But um, I'm not too sure he's going to get that amount of cricket before Old Trafford. So I would think it would be more like the Oval that Jimmy Anderson will become available for selection. That would be my guess. You've
0: got to play Jimmy Anderson bowling
2: from the Jimmy Anderson end. (laughs) Well, it's his end, isn't it? So he can do what he wants. (laughs) I'll drop Archer. Get rid of him. He's on a young kid.
0: (laughs) Give him a OK, rest. you
1: delayed the decision. You delayed the decision to the Oval. Well it's done. Point, uh, it's,
0: it's, a, it it's, it's, it's a good point, though, Ellie. Really. It's a good point. I mean, yeah, as you is. say, it just goes to show all of a sudden we were scrabbling around when Jimmy mm-hmm. Anderson sort of went and we got, oh, where are we going to get the wickets from? You know, he's injured and you know the swing is going to upset the Australian batsman. And I was scratching my head coming away from Edgeburst and thinking, I don't really know how we're going to sort of like, you know, turn this around. I don't really see how we're going to win. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Joffre has just sort of come into the equation it's just like hold on a minute we can really get at them now it's been an an amazing first test for us yeah we've just got to be careful though Phil because you know Australia hold the ashes the
2: one nil up the three to play they only need one good week Australia only need to have one out of three good weeks you know they win that one week they've got two wins England can't win the ashes Australia will retain and they'll take the urn home and you know with this test match time side that England have we know that they're basically a team that play one week on one week off you know, they very rarely do it over the course of three or four weeks. So that's my concern uh, with the test match team, uh, and I'm sure that's what Australia be saying to their ranks yeah. that they've had a decent week. England, but oh, we had them under a bit of pressure on that last morning. We could have won the game. Um, yeah, And no, then obviously, this yeah. this one bowl has caused a bit of chaos. Um, I, I don't think Australia be too too much in the panic room just yet, knowing that yeah. the one they'll up three to play. Uh, and Headingley, if you look at Headingley, it's Flattening. been a ground where we always go, they say, oh, you're going to win there, it'll suit them. Well, they lost to the West Indies yep. at Heddenley, they lost against Sri Lanka at Headingley. Yeah. Uh, we've gone up to Leeds and expected England to blow teams away against, you know, not, not as good an op- opposition. And then all of a sudden, um, they've kind of had a, a batting collapse or they've not quite pitched it up quite as, as much as they should. Um, so this week at Leeds, it might be a different week in terms of the, the way that Jofra needs to bowl as well. It might be a week where he does have to pitch it up a bit more and, and use yeah. the kind of movement and the, the conditions. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited because England are a lot better than what we were after Edgbaston. And, and England have suddenly got a bowler that I believe is going to cause absolute chaos everywhere. But yeah. I'm always like sitting back going, wait a minute, but this test team's a little bit inconsistent. So let's see, see what they give us at Henley over the course of a few days.
1: Let's just talk about what it was like sort of late yesterday evening, floodlights on, dark clouds overhead. You've got the spinners on from both end. And what about Jack Leach-Tuffers? What did you make of his spell? You know, he he bowled well yesterday, didn't he?
0: Uh, Yeah, he bowled all right. Yeah, I think he'll be sort of like happy that he's got into the game and uh, you know got a few wickets under his under his belt. Uh, He managed to tie an end up for Joe Root, which was which was good, and that's what he'll be uh, sort of like pleased about as well. So they could rotate the seamers at the other end, and he just sort of slotted into his work, so to speak. Uh, There was some nice rough there for him uh, for the left-handers as well. So he's going to be a threat. I think they've got three or four uh, left-handers in the top sort of five or six. Australia so um, he's going to be a threat there as well so I think he'll be he'll be coming away from from Lords thinking yeah no I did all right there I did all right I did my job I held up and ended I got a few wickets out so yeah no I thought he bowled well
2: Well, I like him I I, I honestly think I've got to give him a run of games in the team yeah Yeah, I I think think they're crying out for this you know this spinner that you know who could possibly be a Graham Swan or a, a Shane England don't have that at this stage Now, what they have is a left-hand spinner from White who's going to be dependable. He's not going to uh, – I don't think he's going to get six for 25. You know, I don't think he's that kind of spinner. But I think he's going to be dependable, consistent. He looks to me like he's got a repetitive action that on day one, if the pitch is pretty good, he should be able to hold an end for the captain so he can rotate the seamers from the other end. Uh, We know Moen Alley doesn't like being the front-line spinner. So if Moen Alley can get his game back and his confidence back, you know, when you need a second spinner, Moen Alley comes in uh, for one of the all-rounders. Um, as a second spinner, and, and i just think England have got to stick with Jack Leach. He, you know, he got three for nicely yesterday. He got the ball into the roof. Uh, he, yeah. he said afterwards, he said oh, I, didn't, I didn't bowl quite as well as as I could have done, but I like that. When he, I thought he bowled pretty well. I thought he, he yeah. kind of hit that zone on a regular basis. I, I'd be giving him a good running running the side because. You know, this team now, they've got the, this this difference in Archer, and you've got Broad, and you've got Wokes who are outstanding, you've got Ben Stokes. You know, you only need someone just to hold an end. lastly, Jars did it for England for many years, just held an end, and the yeah. Seamers did the damage at the other end. And I could see Jack Leach do a, doing a similar
0: thing for England over the course of the next two or three years. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, to see when he bowls, as you say, on that first innings when perhaps the seamers, but it, it's nice when you've got a good seam, you know, a good bowling attack and you're the spin bowler, he's uh, mm. handy to have. But um, yeah, just like to see how he goes, as you say, on, let's say on that first day when, let's say, someone gets in and someone looks to get after him, what his variations are and his sort of difference in flights and how he pulls the batsman around the crease. But I think he'll be very happy um, with the with what he did at Lords. Yeah, no, pay tell you what, back for Jack Leach. As yeah. a batsman, um, if Archer's on... And, You're
2: and having a you darter, Jack. <laughs> because, and, well, and it might bring him a few wickets. Yeah, you definitely. Wickets I you, you, batsmen work out that who's going to be coming on. All oh, yeah. well, his son and Joe, all, all Joe needs to go is, Joff, get loose. Yeah. Starts waving his arm around, and you might fancy that batsman will take a few chances.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I throw a number at you guys? Oh, yes. Uh, it on, is. Ed. It's 2835. Two, What's three, that? 2835
2: that is um, 2835 um, um, yeah no that's
0: no, right. i used to live 35. i used to live there i used to live on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it sounded yeah, like Sunset sound, Boulevard. it's not my, it's not
1: my pin number it's not my pin number <laughs> 2835
0: is no David idea.
1: Warner's scores in this Ashes series? So far?
0: Oh dear! Oh, Davy, things not gone so well. well I reckon um, he's probably dropped two catches at head yes. Fast for eight catches at three catches and five catches. He's not,
2: he's not caught very well, has he? Dave?
0: No, he's not. No. Well, Broadley's got it on him, has not he? At the moment, it have got that, a trick um, for
2: them. If Australia fancy a listen,
0: I've got something go that they should do. I, I,
2: if Smith isn't fit for Headingley, I would open with Marcus Harris, Kawaja... Oh. I'd put Labashane to number three, and I'd move David Warner to number four. David well, Warner, okay. opening the bat in English conditions in the first innings, averages 13 or 14. He's yeah. never got 100 here in England in Ashes cricket. I think he would... And if you've not got your senior best batsman at four, I would put my other one to number four and give him a chance against an older ball. Because Stuart Broad's had him on toast. He's yeah. got him on toast. Mm-hmm. He comes round the wicket, and you can see he's not too sure how to play. it. He's not the firecracker that he once was. He's playing a little bit more technical. That is what I would go for if I was like. They won't do it. He'll go up and open because yeah. he's an opening batsman, you know say that's what I do. But in English conditions, if I was the Aussies, I would seriously look at David Warner against that new ball. I, I think England really fancy it when he walks out there.
0: I I agree. Is, is that Stuart Ball's had him on toast? You know what I mean. And and when you get that on someone in the opposition, you know you're talking about. Will Steve Smith, uh, you know, be sort of you know concerned about Jofra Archer when he comes up against him? Well. David Warner knows that every time he walks out of bat, Stuart Ball's going to have a new ball in his hand and he's, and he, and he's got the wood on him.
2: And the new ball always just nibbles enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whether it's a good day for, for batting or not, it's always going to do something. And you know that's what I'd be doing if I was Australia. Uh, England, I, I'd make a change as well in, in the order. I'd go Rory Burns, Joe Denley at the top. I'd go Jason Roy to three and put Joe Root back to four. I'd yeah. just give Jason Roy one day. He got 70-odd against Ireland at number three. I know it's... On the island, but I'd just give him one spot breather. Uh, Joe Denley played okay at four, but again, getting thirties and twenties is, is not going to give him a Test career. Um, put him at the top of the order. His techniques look a lot stronger and better than Jason's, and um, just just see how that works. Again, they won't do it because they'll say, "Oh, we played well at Lords." But I'm just trying. I want Joe Root back at number four. I, I've not enjoyed him at three. Um, you know, I, I, you know, in the winter he, he didn't bat there. They did okay in Sri Lanka. Uh, played. the not so great in, in the Caribbean last year against India. Four, they won 4, four one, was it? Um, I, I'm not all over this, oh, Joe Root's the best bouncer. He's got a bat at number three. I, I don't buy that.
0: I think he should bat at number four. Is it is it a sign of weakness when you start chopping and changing your batting order around, though, Mike? We're sort of only halfway in your through own, series Mike,
2: Only, you know, it, Be honest. he's gone to number three and he's done nothing. No. So you, you just go back to the spot where, you know, he's had the most success. Jason Roy's been at the top of the order. Um, you can clearly see with Jason that he's not quite sure how to play the new ball. Does he play uh, technically or does he try and whack it? I mean, I I think he's a bit confused of how to play. So if he does open, Jason, I hope he comes out and has has a a one-day mindset because I can't see him... um, surviving that long I, I don't see him lasting that long anyway because of his technique but he, he might as well get some runs while he's out there yeah, and, and have yeah. a bit of a go and you never know he might get into his stride and all of a sudden uh, he finds a bit of rhythm um, but I just think from that I always look at the alone how can you maximise and get the, the most out of every player uh, that is what I would do. Denley to open, Roy to three, get Joe Root back to four. And then that engine room that found form, Ben Stokes, 100, he found form. Butler was a lot better in the second inch. Bairstow yeah. found form. Wokes, Wokes is in mm. good, Nick. And Joe Root to four, so you got Root, Stokes, Butler, Bairstow, Wokes, four to number eight. That looks pretty solid to me.
1: Well, look, let's talk about Steve Smith. Um, Steve Smith... The first ever player to be subbed out of a test match due to concussion over the last couple of days. He was hit on the head, as we know, by Jofra Archer on Saturday. He then left the field after assessment on the pitch from the team doctor. But then, amazingly, he came back on again at the fall of the next wicket. But the next day, he failed his concussion tests and he was ruled out for the rest of the match. Here's what he said later that day to Cricket Australia.
3: started to feel a little bit of a headache coming on last night, probably as... Um as the adrenaline, I guess, probably got out of my system. Um, so I started to feel a bit of a headache come on last night and was able to get a, a good sleep in, um, which is somewhat rare for me, um, but woke up feeling um, a little bit groggy and, and with a headache again. Um, so, yeah, had, um, had some tests done and... Um, yeah, upon some, I guess, further assessments, um, deemed to be um, a mild concussion, unfortunately, and um, have been ruled out for the rest of this test match. So your results today with the tests have actually deteriorated from your testing
0: yesterday and, and your baseline assessments as well, is that correct?
3: Yeah, they've declined uh, a little bit, um, unfortunately, um, yeah, we we did a, a test this morning here at the ground, and did one last night, and um, results changed uh, slightly. And um, unfortunately, that um, that and how I'm feeling um, have contributed to to me being ruled out for the rest of the test match. So, how did you feel yesterday when you came off the ground, and uh, and what were the results of your tests then? Uh, yesterday, when I came off the ground, the the results were were normal um, I uh, passed all the tests um, and and felt felt fine um, felt normal so um, you know was was allowed to to go back out and bat um, uh, upon you know discussions with um, the team doctor and the coach as well um, they were they were both happy um, and and I was comfortable as well so um, we all were all happy and, and was able to go out and continue batting. So you've been ruled out by the doctor from this match, uh, Dr Richard Saw. How does that make you feel? With the tests that I've done and, and sort of how I've woken up today, um, you know, I think it's the right decision. Um, I'd obviously love to be out there trying to, to keep performing and, and, and try and help Australia win another test match, but I think the... The right decisions being made and um, I'll obviously be monitored very closely over the next uh, few days with a pretty pretty, uh, quick turnaround in between test matches Um, and I'm hopeful that I can make a recovery and and be okay for that. So what about the third test Steve? It's uh, not long away now, just Thursday it starts up at Headingley. Um, Are you going to be fit for that? Look it's obviously a A quick turnaround um, between test matches Um, you know I'm going to be assessed over the um, over the next five or six days each day probably a couple of times a day to to see how I'm feeling and see how I'm progressing and yeah I'm hopeful that I will be available for that test match but um, you know it's certainly up to the medical staff and um, you know we'll have conversations but um, it's a it's certainly a, um, you know area of concern, concussion, and um, you know, I want to be 100% fit.
1: Well, Let's speak to Luke Griggs, who's the te- Deputy Chief Executive of the Brain Injury Association Headway. Uh, Luke, what did you think listening to that interview?
4: It's really worrying, isn't it? I think that the, 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 the biggest problem I've got is we see this time and time again in other sports, and I think it's only now that, that, that cricket seems to be waking up to say, well, actually, we've got a bit of a problem here. We saw a little bit of it in the World Cup. Um, where, where there was a similar incident where the player made the decision to go back on. Um, but I think that the, the, the key issue that we're seeing here is the, the difficulty in assessing somebody um, for a potential concussion. I mean, that's difficult in itself, but particularly in such a short space of time. Um, and we know that the, the signs of concussion can be delayed in their presentation. And we've seen that time and time again in other sports. And we've always said that's exactly why you need to take in, if different doubt Sit it out approach, um, because you got Steve there saying that, that it was until the morning where actually he started to actually have those those symptoms coming through and 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 feeling that. And all that time when he went back out there, um, there would be plenty of brain activity and there have been a concussion going on. And that's exactly why he needed to to um, to rest in that time, and not put himself in further danger. So it's exactly why we've got to be ultra cautious when it comes to any form of concussion.
0: How do you actually treat concussion? Well.
4: It, Probably the wrong word. It's actually the, oh. the best way to do it is rest. Um, because you, you, with the vast majority of concussions, um, they won't have any lasting impact. What you need is all this activity in the brain that's going on. It's a temporary disturbance of the brain's function. And the best way to, in effect, treat it is with complete rest. So that's rest from you know, trying to, to reduce any kind of um, intellectual stimulation. So you know, no reading on your, your tablets or, or you know, screen time. Um, no activity that could, could actually risk moving the brain and, and shuffling it around, which is why we're talking about the need for, for graduated return to play protocols. So you gradually build up the amount of work that you're doing, the amount of activity you're doing. And the key thing is to avoid any risk of actually suffering a secondary blow to the head, which can exacerbate the initial injury. So effectively, it's complete rest is the best way to, um, to let your brain recover.
1: Luke, you probably heard... Steve Smith there saying that Australia are very, very aware of head head injury, particularly after Mm. what happened tragically to Philip Hughes. But do you think that they have learnt as well as they could have done? I mean, that was obviously an exceptional incident.
4: Well, you say it was an exceptional incident, but I'm sure I wasn't the only one watching that live thinking, you know, dear God, could we be here again? Because it was a very, it seemed a very seemingly uh, similar situation to that suffered by Philip Hughes when he got struck on the neck. Uh, and it wasn't actually, you know, a, a blow to the head. And I think people, you know, maybe don't recognize the fact that if it was, you know, not specifically to the head, it won't cause a concussion. It, you know, it can do because the way the brain moves inside of the skull. Um, I, I don't know. I was, I was surprised to see him go back out to, 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 to bat. And, and you've still got the reaction of, um, you know, they're still in cricket, this issue of praising him for being brave and, and doing something for the team. And it's an issue that's been faced by all sports, and we're slowly trying to, to, to get rid of that kind of perception that you're being very brave by going back out there. Well, actually, you're not. You're putting your short- and long-term health at risk. I would just say it's not the, um, the, the fault of the, 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 the medics who, I'm sure, are absolutely first-rate and gave them a thorough concussion test. But it is very, very difficult to actually accurately assess somebody in such a short space of time, as i said. Um, so there's got to be that safety first thing. The other thing I've mentioned about the Philip Hughes situation is I was surprised as well to, to learn that, that when following that tragedy, um, you know these new rules were brought in about the, the additional head protection uh, or rather neck protection for these helmets, and they're not mandatory. Um, and I know that, that Steve Smith himself has talked about these and saying, well, actually, it restricts his movement and makes him feel uncomfortable. But I'm sorry, I think the time has come that cricket absolutely needs to consider this again and look at it very, very closely about making those extra protections um, you know, mandatory uh, and get players get used to wearing those uh, those, those new safeguards, or, or we might face another tragedy that could have been prevented.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Also, just one other thing, if I can. Um, yeah. uh, you know, you, you're talking about, you know, him being sent out and everything and concussion and the way they test them. I mean, I'm no doctor. But I mean, you know, crikey, that's got to be concussion, hasn't it? Even I could have seen that—a ball hitting you at ninety-five mile an hour on the back of the head. I mean, that, surely that's just got to be straightforward to diagnose, hasn't it? Even if they, well, you know, the not, tests so it's, do. Sh- it,
4: it, it's not an easy thing to diagnose at the moment because we haven't got all the reliable sideline diagnostic tools. There's a lot of research going on to look at um, saliva testing or blood biomarkers that can actually help us to actually identify the the. the the, the activity that's going on in the brain and be, you know, have a more accurate diagnosis because it is very, very difficult. But if we've always said that it's got to be this if-in-doubt, sit-it-out approach. Yeah. The difficulty of a professional sport, and I believe I saw um Justin Langer press conference where he said that Steve Smith um, said, well, if I don't get back out there, how am I going to get on the honours board? And that is really, really concerning because players have got to take a responsibility for this and they've got to understand the risk they're putting themselves under.
2: Luke, I I totally get you with that, but I've been in that situation where I've been, and you you do want to get back out there. Mm. You oh, know, It's a case of completely. you're in an Ashes series, you're playing against mm. you know, England or Australia, you're at Lord's, your team are under a little bit of pressure, you think, I've got to get back out there. Mm. So it's such a difficult situation for the player, such a difficult situation for the actual medical team as well. What advice would you give the game from, from, from this moment on?
4: Oh, listen, I completely, completely understand that. I mean, you know, and it's the same for all sports, um, that we have that, that problem. Um, th- this is why we've called in other sports, in rugby and football in particular, for uh, the players to have absolutely no say in whether they are fit to go back out there. Now, I'm not saying that in this situation it wasn't the, 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 the doctor who made that decision. But, you know, if you are under pressure from a player who says, I feel fine, I feel fine, you know, I want to get back out there, it's got to be taken out of their hands. And one of the ways around that may be to introduce independent doctors who are free from that kind of um, pressure, uh, both commercial pressure team pressure or anything like that um to actually help them but protect them more to say actually it's in the hands of an independent doctor who makes that call with the player having absolutely no say in it because they've got does, to put their health first
0: yeah does does, does does every time you get hit on the head then even with a helmet like like that labushane uh mm-hmm. got hit in the mm-hmm. grill didn't he uh you know he just sort of bounced up is there a chance of then him having concussion well
4: it's always a but I think it is worth saying that not every blow to the head, not every yeah. head injury will result in concussion, which makes it, you know, if it was that simple, then first of all, you'd have, you know, dozens of people going off every game in football or yeah. rugby. Um, and it isn't, it isn't that practical, which is why, the, the, you know, we are in a situation where we are, that, that we need to push forward with the research and push forward with these reliable sideline diagnostic tools, which aren't that far away from my understanding. Um, and that will really help us to get a better, um, better grip of this, better control on this. But, you know, in the meantime, it's got to be this safety-first approach. And the main message has got to be that millions of people were watching the Ashes, and they see somebody coming out there and being praised for being brave by continuing. When they're going out and playing their Sunday league games uh, in whatever sport, they can't be taking that attitude forward because they don't have a doctor on standby. They don't have the ambulance there in case something goes you know horribly wrong. So we've got to, you know, set the good example for others to follow that you cannot take a chance. And if you're feeling in any way unwell or... Um, dizzy or nauseous or anything like that, you simply cannot take the chance and go back out there, particularly if we're thinking about concussion can delay your reaction times, it can leave you with blurred vision, and suddenly you've got a chopper Archer bowling bounces at 94 miles an hour when you need every split second of reaction time. I mean, that can't be right.
2: And, Lou, what what is the time frame? Now, I mean, I just, you know, we heard Steve Smith's interview saying oh, he, he may have a net and try and play mm. at Henley on Thursday. What, what really is the, the protocol in terms of, the, the, I guess, the medical uh, mm. way of making sure absolutely that Steve Smith will be fine to play again?
4: Well, different sports have different, um, different protocols on this. And to be honest, I'm not sure what cricket's uh, protocol is. I know in, in the likes of football and rugby, in the professional element, it's about six or seven days. Um, you know, which I don't think is long enough, uh, personally. Um, but it depends on what cricket's own protocols say about, about that. But I think the reality is he will be checked very closely and will be monitored on a graduated return to play protocol. So he won't be, you know, going into the nets and immediately facing some fast bowling. They'll be checking his. Um, his, his vision, uh, his reaction time, you know, asking how he feels, whether he feels nauseous, whether he has a headache, and what have you. They'll be checking him very, very closely and gradually building up his, um, his activity during the week before making a call on whether or not they feel that um, he's 100%. And, and I'm quite sure that if he's less than 100%, they won't take a chance. Um, I, I, at least I'd hope that.
1: Luke. Thank you so much. Um, Just to fill in, you know, the details of that, apparently there isn't a mandatory sitting-out period uh, laid down by Cricket Australia, but as you said, we will see those assessments, I'm sure, as the week goes on, and we will find out whether Steve Smith can actually play at Headingley. Um, But fascinating discussion. I mean, that was Luke Griggs, Deputy Chief Executive of the Brain Injury Association, Mm -hmm. Headway. Um, Just a very, very quick final thought on this before we move on and and look ahead to Headingley. Michael, these stem guards, these bits of plastic at the base of the neck, so underneath the, the rim of the helmet should they be mandatory you know because he- helmet technology has moved on you know helmets are mandatory now for in, in certain age groups in cricket should the stem guards be mandatory as well do you think
2: yeah i think it's getting to that stage but again as a player you know i was um kind of around the time where the hel- helmets were changing all the, all the time and you know that the helmet on your head when you're batting is the it's, it's almost a, the key part of your, your armory, not just in protection, because of your balance. And if you feel any way uncomfortable with any part of it, you know, it used to be, remember those big grills, Phil, and there was perfect yes. grills. Yeah. You know, we've had all sorts of different, if it doesn't feel right on your head, it, it really does annoy you as a batsman. So, as long as they've got the right, you know, comfort, you know, you've got to have comfort, you've got to have protection. But those, I was surprised when I, when I saw the replay and I saw that Steve didn't have those stems on the back. That that did surprise me. So, yeah, I think there should be management, but they've got to make sure that, you know, they make a few different styles. So, you know, th- you can't just have two because two might not be enough for everyone to kind of put on the head and go, oh, yeah, I feel comfortable batting in that. So as long as they, they make a few, uh, I really liked his idea of having an independent doctor. I think that's a great idea because, again, we've been on tours. for You get so yeah. close to your team doctor, you know, and the team doctor would say, oh, go on, you know, I think you're And you'd look at the doc in the go, mate, I'm getting out there, end of. This team, I'm getting out there, I've got to get out there on the pitch. And, you know, you've got an independent doctor on the ground um, operating every international match. I, I think that's possibly the way to go.
1: Right, Okay. let's look ahead to Headingley. Uh, Starts on Thursday, so, goodness me, there's no turnaround time for anybody, is there, really? Um, But but it's so interesting now, isn't it? As we said, the psychological impact has swung a little bit towards England. What are your thoughts, Michael, Philip? What's going to happen on Thursday?
2: Well, is always a fun week. I think the weather's going to be pretty good, which will surprise you uh, from down south. Um, (laughs) It'll be a pace that'll offer a little bit. It always does. Um, I don't think it'll have a a great deal of pace. It'll just be normal. Uh, Probably similar pace to what we've seen at Edgbaston and Lords. It will spin. You know, throughout the week we'll get a bit of spin because, you know, the pitches are are very, very dry. You'd have to say Steve Smith's not playing for Australia. England have to win. I mean, if they can't beat an Australian side... um, you know, that hasn't got Steve Smith in, who's got 37% of all Australia's runs in the series, you've got to doubt um, whether they've, they've got the right quality to go on and, and really compete for the remaining two games. So they, they'll have to win at Leeds, they'll know that, uh, and I'm pretty sure if they play to the stand, I was really impressed with the way that they batted uh, yesterday morning. You know, I thought Stokes and uh, Butler read the situation nicely and then exploded into life to get to that target. Joe Root, captain, well, he, he got the dec- declaration right. Um, yeah, I, I, if Smith's not playing, I can't see anything but an England win. But we've said that going to Henley before. Who'd have thought that Sri Lanka would beat us at Henley? Who'd have thought the West Indies would have beaten England at Henley? So I'm always a little bit um, nervous going to Leeds with the England side, but England should have enough quality and they've got enough players back in form. Um, to put this Australian team without Steve Smith under a huge
0: amount of pressure. Yeah, no, i make you right, Mike. I mean, uh, we, yeah, you don't quite know what's going to happen at Henley, um, but uh, I think the teams have uh, have just come a little bit closer together. I think England were a bit stunned after Edgbaston, and they've regrouped and hit back hard uh, at Lords. They've found a new bowler in Joffa Archer. I think we're in for some cracking Test matches. The Test matches, each day of the Test match has been, uh, has been wonderful cricket, hasn't it, Mike? I mean, these, yeah. these games, 120 for eight at, at Edgbaston, and then all that kind of stuff and then yesterday Joffre Archer spells who knows what's going to happen but it's going to be thrilling stuff I do think if if Australia bat first
2: you know I do think batting first even on day one at uh, Lords you know, after the day of rain um, you know both teams were going to bowl Australia won the toss but I think it was a good toss to lose if you look at that pitch it was a good toss to lose it probably played at its best on day one uh, and I think it'll be very similar at Headingley. Whoever bats first will get a, a little advantage. I have to bat well because the first hour always does a little bit at Headingley. Yeah. Pakistan found out last year they lost early wickets, lost a test match. But um, I would think batting first it w- would be quite a nice advantage uh, at Headingley this week. Mm. Bit of Mitchell Stark right, might with... be coming back as well. Or oh, oh, Patterson, I reckon.
1: Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> right, look. Uh-huh. Before we go, Philip, remind us what yeah. you promised us on last week's show about Steve Smith at Lords. Oh yeah.
0: If he if he uh, gets out for naught, um, I if will nought, um, If he gets naught, no, if he gets naught you said. No, Phil. no, if he, ge- if he gets out for naught, I will run you said down. if s- he gets naught no, it wasn't no, you right. just
2: said, and you need to listen you can't, back to said if he gets out. You said, if he yes, gets out,
0: right. I want a <laughs> referral. I want a referral. OK, no, tough, yeah.
1: as, <laughs> tough as, All right, all right, here's your referral coming up right now. There is yeah. ma- There is no man in the world who is more respected on the subject of stats oh, yes. than the TMS scorer, right. Andrew Sampson. Have a listen. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh. Well, as you know, these are very unusual circumstances. It the first time there's been a concussion sub, so... I've had to check with the ICC. Obviously, Steve Smith didn't bat in the second innings, but according to the ICC, um, he didn't score any runs in the second innings. That's a duck at Lord's for Steve Smith.
0: (laughs) He didn't bat. He didn't bat. I'm not running down the street naked because he didn't bat. Well you promised. that
2: was you, so you you said that if, if you scored nought. So he's got Andrew you can't go against Andrew Sampson and the ICC.
0: Right, I'm gonna look into this further before I get my kit off. You I'll tell you what you need to do, get in the gym,
2: you know, get some. Get hey listen, some work. I'm
0: all right, Mike, I've been doing a little bit, I'm buff. I'm buff, don't worry. <laughs> get to that health spa and just get cleaned up a bit and you'll be away to go. <laughs> did not bat that says by says uh, by Steve smith north Steve smith, so so I for st johns, at, john's wood high street i'm quite looking forward to it let's read the hollyford road <laughs> 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 what time are you going to do it out field you want to get morning or late night well, I think I might do middle of the night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you, as yes. always. and we'll be, we'll be seeing you, at th- seeing you on Thursday. Um, and as far as Tuffers and Vaughan is concerned, uh, we'll be back again next Monday. A TMS podcast. will preview the third test on Wednesday. And then it's ball-by-ball ball commentary on 5 Live Sports Extra from 10.25 on Thursday. Tuffers and Vaughn's Cricket Show on 5 Live.